This is the Lions Unchained podcast, where the shackles of your mind are broken. It's not for the faint-hearted, but the chosen few who've embraced the call to leadership, dare to venture where others will not, and believe in God's supernatural power. Join Carl Joseph now for a life-changing word. Get ready to be unleashed into your destiny. Today, I wish to discuss with you one of the numerous laws mentioned in the Word of God. You might say, well, Carl, I'm aware of that. The book of Leviticus has 247 laws alone. So big deal. Is that why you went to Bible school? No, friend, I understand your reticence. We don't need any more laws as Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, which is poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Believe it or not, I'm talking about the laws in the New Testament. Yes, I repeat, the laws in the New Testament. When I explain these laws to you and how they work, you're going to be encouraged, friend, because they will bring you into peace, not bondage. Now, there are various laws mentioned in the New Testament. The royal law, for instance, is mentioned in James 2.8. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Of all the laws mentioned in Scripture, there is one you should pay attention to, my friend, and it's this, the royal law. Love God first with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love other people. This is the standout law. That's why it's called the royal law. That and the law of faith are the two are the most important in my opinion. You know, it amazes me how people who say they don't believe in God or are blatant atheists will often say something like, you know, I don't believe in God or religion for that matter. I just believe in treating people right. In fact, treating people as I would like to be treated myself. Friend, this is right out of Luke 6.31. Jesus says, and as you would that men should do to you, do ye also likewise to them. It amazes me how these people react as if they want to be treated fairly, as a loving God wants it that way too. So stay in the love of God today and operate in the royal law. Now the book of James also mentions the law of liberty in James 1.25. There's also mention of the law of sin and death and the law of the spirit of life in Romans 8.2. There are various laws at work today in this dispensation of grace, despite some people who think otherwise, and they still operate whether you believe they exist or not. I will say it again. These laws work, despite your ignorance of them. All the laws will be fulfilled as we walk in love with our fellow man and believe the promises of the Father. Through obedience, we will automatically operate in all the laws and reap the benefits. How many know that gravity works whether you believe in it or not? Does your belief system concerning gravity affect its existence or operation? No, of course not. As the saying goes, ignorance is no defense in the eyes of the law. That's why the Bible talks about us crying out for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Ignorance of gravity is no defense against it. Try jumping off a bridge and you will find out pretty quick it's not very forgiving, and that gravity's never heard of the word grace. The Bible says we perish for ignorance in Hosea 4.6. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. Notice that it didn't say that the stranger perishes, but my people. Those in covenant with God can struggle if they don't know their covenant rights or how to enforce them. The law I want to talk to you today specifically is the law of faith. It's still in operation. It's in Romans 3.27. If you understand how this law operates, it can work for your benefit. So let's study the Word of God, shall we? Once we have an understanding of God's law and put it into practice, it will be better enforced in our lives. 
On this earth, there are natural laws and spiritual laws. Both are equally effective. Natural laws can be seen in operation with our physical eyes, but spiritual laws cannot. However, it doesn't mean the laws which can be seen are of lesser importance than natural laws which can be seen. For example, if a man dies in his sin, the moment his soul and spirit part from his physical body, he will go to one of two destinations. The destination of that person is based on what God has already said on the topic. 2 Corinthians 5.8 says, for example, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord or somewhere else, and that somewhere else is hell. Jesus said you must be born again, otherwise the law of sin and death will take eternal effect on your spirit and soul. This is a law, my friend, whether you believe in it or not. If you're not a Christian, the law of sin and death is operating in your life right now. If you're in Christ, the law of the spirit of life is able to operate freely. But if you believe and speak in contrast to what God said in his word, we will be susceptible to opposing ourselves and God's law will work against us. The Merriam-Webster's definition of law is, quote, a rule of conduct or action prescribed or formally recognized as binding or enforced by a controlling authority, unquote. If you're a believer in Christ, your controlling authority is God. If you are unsaved, your controlling authority is Satan. Now, we all know that God is the enforcer. He formulated the laws and maintains these laws. How did he set them in motion? By his word. It says in Hebrews 1.3, upholding all things by the word of his power. God speaks his word over a situation and then the circumstances change in line with his word. In Genesis 1.3, he said, let there be light and there was light. Now, before I go any further and discuss the law of faith specifically, we must realize that we have a relationship with our Heavenly Father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and our faith is proportionate to the strength of this relationship. All these laws, they are being enforced from a position of intimacy with the Father in heaven. We are known by him. Our faith will not work if we act like a robot and follow the letter of the law, acting out of love, offending or hurting people. Heck no, you know better than that. These laws function as we operate within the boundaries of God's love because faith works by love. Anything that is done out of love is sin and these laws will work against us if we do so. Now let's mention it specifically. I'm reading from Romans 3 verses 23 through 27. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remissions of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is their boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Unquote. Now the Apostle Paul says here that the righteousness we now possess was not established by us or by what we've done, but by what someone else did, namely Jesus Christ. Because of his deeds on the cross and subsequent resurrection, we are the righteousness of God and have nothing to boast of apart from upholding this law of faith. If you want to define the law of faith in a nutshell, it's boasting about what Jesus did for you on the cross and what he won for you as a result. If you're boasting about what he did, then there's no room for you to boast about what you've done because he gets all the glory. 
to operate in the law of faith. We need to start boasting. My point is this. Jesus has done all that he's going to do. His work is complete. He shed his blood on the cross. He placed his blood on the mercy seat. He is now seated at the right hand of the Father, and he ever maketh intercession for us. It's up to us to mix faith with his word, to see him move in our lives. He is seated, remember. He's in a seated position, and that means his work is done. Now let me share Romans 10, verses 6 through 8 with you right now. But the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. What saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. This is the word of faith which we preach. The same way you activated salvation in your life and became born again is the same way you receive healing, protection, financial security, deliverance, and any other promise that God made available to you. There is no new way to receive from God other than by faith, and because this law is bipartisan, it will work for whosoever. Let me put it to you this way. Jesus isn't coming back down from heaven to deal specifically with your situation, my friend. But he will honor anyone who stands on his word and believes it will come to pass. Now, going back to the concepts of laws, there are numerous natural laws in the universe. There's the law of gravity, polarity, cause and effect, relativity, the law of thrust and lift, conservation of energy or momentum, and the list goes on. These natural laws may have been discovered by man, but they've been in existence since the creation of this universe. It is important to realize that Jesus revealed many of the spiritual laws in his parables. They were hidden from the common man throughout the ages. But in his parables, he started to expound upon these spiritual laws. In terms of the spiritual law, there are those mentioned, like I said, the royal law, the law of sowing and reaping, the law of faith, etc. These laws still work. They cannot be seen by the natural eye, but they are still in effect. It is up to us to correctly work them, my friend, according to God's word. We need to work the law and be in conformance with it. Let's make it plain. The moment you start praying the problem and telling God what the devil did and woe is me and I can't do this, I can't do that, nothing ever works out for me, etc., etc. Once you start down that path, you are operating in the law of sin and death and the law of faith will stop operating because you're speaking and agreeing against what God said about the situation and boasting about what the devil said. You're empowering him in your life. The Bible calls this, my friend, an evil report. It may not seem evil to our own ears, but an evil report, according to Numbers 13, is speaking the circumstances instead of what God said about the situation. However, if you choose to mix your faith with the word of God, and the tongue is the mixer, by the way, you will operate in another law, and that is the law of faith that operates as you agree with God and his promises. Think of it this way, my friend. I remember a tremendous illustration by Charles Capps years ago. If you think of an aircraft, it's going along the runway and the law of gravity is in operation. But as soon as that wing of that aircraft reaches optimum speed, the law of thrust and lift will take effect and that wing will take off and the aircraft will take off. In other words, the law of thrust and lift will supersede the law of gravity. That is the same with the law of faith. As we boast on what Christ did, what he did for us on the cross, and the spoils in our possession, as we reinforce God's word, that will be in operation and supersede the law of sin and death in our lives. A law will always work 
We just need to know how to work the law for our benefit. We can't change these laws. This is the way God set it in motion from the creation of the universe. It's not going to change. We need to conform to what he said about it. Once we have knowledge of how these laws operate, we can better operate them in our lives. And another law I didn't mention was Matthew eighteen nineteen, the law of agreement. Who are you agreeing with today, friend? Who are you agreeing with in your life? Are you agreeing with the circumstances, agreeing with your negative friend? Are you repeating what your negative friends are saying over you in your life? Or are you going into God's word and seeing what he says about your life? Friend, this is a very important topic. Laws are binding, and we need to bind the correct laws to our heart. Seek them out in the New Testament. Understand this dispensation of grace in the church age. Know the laws that are in operation and work them for our benefit. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who has witnessed God's miraculous power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl covers topics such as geopolitics, current affairs, cults, societal trends, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button.